I do. I love it when he does that stuff. That's just awesome. Well, we're so glad you're with us today. It is a great day. It's going to be a wonderful day. God's going to minister to you. And, and I know, you know, the closer we talk about it, it's getting closer to lunchtime. That's just up here because if I get hungry, I'll have something. No, I'm not eating that. So, you know, there's a reason it's up here. Today, I want to talk about something. I want to talk about how important you are. The power of one. The power of one. And, you know, Kim and I, we have four amazing children. And uh, we love each and every one of them. And we've had five. One is already with Jesus, probably uh, learning all the wonderful stuff. And I, I get to see him one day. But uh, he's there, and we have four that are here that have, are just amazing. And if you haven't read Facebook, we have a grandchild on the way. So we're excited about that. I'm actually kind of an official grandpa now. I don't know how, I mean, I'm, I'm real excited. I've never been a grandpa before, but it's awesome. It's awesome. So um, each one of us and each one of our children, as we've watched, they begin their, their life journey uh, you know, when they started turning one, I want to talk about I want to focus on one for just a second, because I think it's real important when we think of one, we think of the lowest number. We think of one unless we go into fractions or, you know, zero. We think one is, is you know, that but one can be more than just one. Um, one doesn't mean that you've only lived one year as each of the kids started growing. It meant one year meant they lived three hundred and sixty five days. Think about that. Fifty two weeks. 12 months. So our first thought this morning is we are together and we are not alone. I'm again, I'm talking about the power of one. Turn to your neighbor and say one. It sounds singular. It sounds small. But if you only get one of something, one isn't necessarily small. If you have uh, bring me my shoes, one pair of shoes, there are two shoes. If I have one bag of fruit snacks, I have one bag, but they're Many fruit snacks in there. Yeah. Oh, he throws things at this service. There's people back. Oh, I see. I don't want to go to that church. Looky here. Many Teddy Grahams. I'm saying there's only one bag of those. I'll give those to the Dairy Queen guy. Now, see, here's all you people. Good. He got rid of the little ones. He's got two big ones. He's got two big ones. Sour cream and cheddar. Ripple, these are good dipping chips. Honey barbecue. <laughs> what, you think I'm going to throw them at someone? <laughs> Careful! Since you're chip, which kind of chip would you like? Oh, well, there you go. Now, I'm not going to go back to Greg because he's lean and mean. He's, a, he's an optometrist machine. But you've got kids, Cassie. You might need honey barbecue. Now, those are just one bag, but there are many in that one bag. Turn to your neighbor again and say one. And people are out there, doggone it. See, one can be a very large number if we think about it. If you have one box of matches, you've got one box, but there are many matches in there. One church, if we're talking about TLC, could have 200 or more members if they all showed up. So you could have one church, but many members. Let's do this. Now, see, if I was doing this, if I'm clapping, one noise, 
It makes one sound. On the count of three, let's all do that together. One, two, three. Hear that? We're making one noise, but because there are many, it is magnified. One voice. If I say one, that's one voice. Let's do one on the count of three. Everybody say that. One, two, three. One. One voice, one word. So much stronger when we are together. When we do the same singular mindset, the same thing. When we are one, we are powerful. There's so much power in unity. One vision, one God, one nation under God. We need to remember that. I'm sorry, you know what? I, I'm telling you, I love sports, love football. And this is just my own opinion, so if I'm on a soapbox, I'm going to get off real quick. But if you can't stand for the national anthem, then go play in another country. I'm like, come on. I don't care what color you are. I don't care if you're an armor hot dog, fat kids, skinny kids. I don't care. But gee whiz, you're playing in a free country. One nation under God. And you're getting paid for it. (laughs) All right. I want us to look at something. The enemy knows how powerful one is. And so the whole thing of what I'm trying to show you is because I really hadn't thought of it as when we think of one, we just think of one singular. But one can mean something very big if we are together. So the enemy wants to sabotage things. He wants to sabotage you. He wants to divide. And he works in that natural realm, that five sense realm, just to get your emotions riled up. And he's good at it. I mean, he's a champ at it. How many remember the Tower of Babel in Genesis 11? God didn't say build the tower. These people are just going to build the tower. It's a people idea. It's a flesh idea. It's something they want to do. They didn't get God's word on it. They just decided, hey, we're going to build a tower. We're going to build it so tall. We'll be clear up to the heavens and yada, yada, yada. They spoke different languages and they were from different areas. And then they came together with one idea and learned to speak one common language. And language was a barrier that kept them apart from one another. So then they come and they figure out how to communicate. If we dropped you in some foreign country and you didn't know their language, somehow if you wanted to survive, you're going to figure out how to communicate. Whether it's by gestures or something. If you needed something to eat, you might, you know. Maddie had learned uh, when she was very little, Kim had taught her some sign language. This meant more. Maddie was born with a cleft palate and they were, you know, and she had surgery and all that stuff. And they were saying, oh, she's not going to be able to say sounds. Well, God already did a miracle. She was able to do it. But Kim had told her that this means more. So she had me feed her one day and I'm, you know, I'm feeding her. And she, Maddie keeps looking at me going like this. I'm like, that's so cute. I have no idea what this means. So she's like, how to go? I said, I don't know. She likes this. She goes, that means she wants more. Oh, I didn't know that. So they, they, they figured out how to speak one common language. And that's kind of like church. If you think about it, there's all kinds of things that separate, you know, Baptist, Presbyterian, Methodist, Pentecostal, Independent, Lutheran, Jewish, Catholic. You know, uh, it doesn't really matter. We get confused about our methods. We do it this way. You do this. I believe it was grape juice. I believe it was wine. I believe this. I believe that. You know, we, we have all these things. Brings us to thought number two. Just because there's unity doesn't mean you agree on everything. Now think about that statement. Just because there's unity. In other words, 
There are people that believe this. They believe in that. We might not believe that way, but we can have one common ground. Say, say one. If we can believe that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior, he is the only way to heaven. You can believe that that's whatever you want. I'm I'm saying I'm going to find some common ground. And that's the one. If you want to witness to someone, you know how you open a conversation? You find something that you're common about or that you can relate to. You ask people about their kids. If they don't want to talk about anything else, they'll talk about their kids and they'll show you 1,500 pictures. Look, that's awesome because you can find something that you can communicate with them on. We need that one together. And if you don't understand what I'm saying, how many are married? How many agree with everything your spouse ever says or does? (laughs) Okay, well, that's enough said there. Just because you're married um, doesn't mean that I like Downton Abbey. And just because we're married doesn't mean that she likes cowboy movies. She says cowboy movies, they always eat beans in it. And that was when we were watching a cowboy movie and they started eating beans. She goes, see? It doesn't mean you agree on everything. Are you with me? But you can agree on the important things. Sometimes you might have to agree to disagree, but you still agree on things, on the things that are important. God made us different, but we still have to have some common ground. We have to have one mindset. If we want, the Bible talks about if we're not going in the same direction, if we're looking, if we're not together in our mind, in our, in our, uh, heart then we are divided and the enemy is out to divide so they had a common language they figured out how to communicate in their flesh without god because they decided to do something together they're not depending on god they were depending on themselves and then god had to get involved genesis eleven six says this look he said the people are united They all speak the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. Now, this is this is God. This is without anointing, without God. Can you see the power of unity? You need to understand and that kind of this is just in their flesh. Nothing is impossible when they're in when they're in unity. Now, nothing is impossible with God. We already know that. But what I'm saying is in reflect to say that starts opening up answers to why the enemy sometimes can do so much damage because they can get unified and God's not involved in that. Not in the enemy. That's why it's so important for prayer because we have the keys to the kingdom to bind and to loose. When we prayed, we noticed we didn't just pray, God, I need you to do something with this storm. He already gave us anointing and power to do that. We spoke to the storm. Matter of fact, I called the storm by name. We need to understand you need to be able to speak to the mountain in front of you and be in agreement with that. Am I talking to anybody today? Now, listen to me. Kim and I, we had to sell a house before and God spoke to her and said, you need to talk to the mountain. He didn't speak to me that I could have said, well, he didn't tell me. She told me and because we are now, listen, we are one. It connected with my spirit. And I said, okay, let's go talk to the mountain. We went and stood in front of that house and said, that was our mountain. So we called the house. We command, we thank you. And we said, this house is sold. And God, you are sending our buyers and all that. And within what, seven days, 
It was in contract and gone. Well, we were still living there, but I mean, in contract and, and it was a done deal. <laughs> Why? One, the power of one. God connects his spirit with us. When we get born again, we have that spirit of God in there. And that's why we can draw from wisdom. We can ask him for wisdom. We can ask him for answers. But the enemy wants to build you a, hey, let's build another tower. You don't need God. Eve, did God really say that? And he'll, he'll try to throw doubt in everything. He'll get your flesh to start to divide or build other walls that will say, I, you know, I, I kind of forget what God said. How will he do that? He'll do it by hate, maybe by greed, power, or by fear. He loves fear. Think about what's going on in the world. We got people in other parts of the country that are just working for ISIS or whatever, mowing people down with vehicles. Bombs left in public areas, shootings at big events. We got whites against blacks, blacks against whites. We got racism trying to redevelop or, or some say it never left, and, which is totally stupid. We, we got to understand, it doesn't matter the color of your skin. The enemy is trying to get you out of unity, out of one. He wants to separate you from God. Agreement is so powerful. Our third thought this morning Fear is the opposite of faith. Remember 9-11? I remember 9-11. I remember where I was when 9-11 happened. I was at the church office in Pickerington, and I remember getting home, and I remember in our bedroom we had a TV, and Kim was in the kitchen, and I watched that second plane hit the tower. I remember. I remember my, uh, my daughter, my oldest daughter Mallory, your worship leader. She was in Christian school, and that just set our nation into a wave of fear i remember mallory saying to me you know and i went in baby are you okay and she said daddy i don't know that i want to go to school anymore i want to stay here because the enemy likes fear and if you remember that there are people that are like i'm not going to fly again i'm not we're never going to fly because jesus said lo i am with you always but there's, there's things that we have to just go, you know what, I will not be intimidated by fear. If God has put you on assignment, you don't have to be afraid. He's got you on assignment. He's got you covered. He's got angels already around you. You can walk in power. You can walk in anointing. But we have to have the faith to believe that. We've got to start doing, not just hearing. I remember... Remember they announced to the, the, the United States people, don't be afraid to fly. Don't be, we're not going to let the enemy keep us in our homes and all of that. And to some people, to, you know, the children, we, we tried to protect them. But to adults, we had to really take a hold of, this is our nation. This is our country. Some of our children have never grown up with what some are listening to me in this room. They've grown up, some, some have seen the, and know from their parents or whatever, they know about the Great Depression. They know, they've been through some wars, or their parents were through wars. They know almost firsthand some of the fear that happened. So for our America to be free, and for veterans that have literally given lives, you know, in our nation, for all branches of, of those protective uh, arms of the government for us, the Army, the Navy, the Marines, the Air Force, where there are people that have died 
dear Jesus, bow your head and kneel or pray. Don't stand up. One nation under God. The enemy tries to make people scared to go to church. They don't want people to worship. We have people that are afraid. I don't want to be in a public place because there could be some there could be some wacko that will come in and and do something. Don't let the enemy cripple you. Greater is he that's in me and you than he that's in the world. We do all the things we need to do for precautions, the best of our ability. But you know what? We walk by faith. There's a story of a great conductor who stopped the rehearsal because he couldn't hear the piccolo playing. The musician said he was confused, so he stopped playing and thought, what's the matter? Nobody can hear me anyway. I'm not important. And that's what the enemy wants to do when he comes to church. People think that I'm not important. Nobody will know if I'm not there. Who cares if I'm there? Nobody will miss me. If you stop praying, if you give up, Listen to me, God Almighty, the great conductor in heaven has called you to this place for such a time as this. True Life Church needs you. We've, God has called you to this church. He's called you to pray for this city. He's called you to rise up. He's called you to go after the lost. He's called you to the hurting. He's called you to be one of his followers to the one true God. If there's anything this world needs, it's people that are true followers of Jesus. No matter what the enemy tries, we're connected to the body of Christ. We will not be stopped. We will stand together and we will stand as one. You need to see that in your mind. I'm telling you, in this last week, if I've been anything, I've been more in the warrior mode. Does that make sense? Now, if you're a dude, you'll understand. If you're a girl, maybe you won't. But sometimes when the enemy comes at you, you just, I don't have, you know, there's times I I got much to say. Are we going to talk all day or we're going to do this? That's kind of where you're at. If you're the warrior, you're just like, then do it. Get it over with. Come on. The enemy wants to take you out. Remember we talked about the joy. If he can get your joy, he'll get your strength. He can get your strength, you'll become weak. You become weak, he can take you out. And one of those things in that message, you said, Pastor, this is what I put out there. Are you saying that if he takes my joy, then he'll get my strength and he'll get me out? I said, that's exactly what I'm saying. Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. In him, in him, in him, I live, I move, I have my being. It's in Christ I can do all things through Christ. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I'm more than a conqueror. It is that kind of attitude. It is that kind of mentality. It is that kind of perseverance. That's what the enemy hates. We are made by one manufacturer. Almighty God. We may be different in skin color. We may be like the armor hot dog song. We may be tall, skinny, fat, short. We may climb on rocks. We may be tough, sissy. We may even have chicken pox. But we got one manufacturer. 
And that blood is the blood that runs through our veins, the blood of Jesus. That blood came from God. You know what a mama does? A mama be all happy, but you mess with her cubs. Yes, I mean. Yeah, if there was ever a bear inside, she coming out now. Because if you mess with them, you mess with her. And as far as she's considered, that's one. Husbands and wives, same thing. You mess with one, you're going to get the other. We have a shield. We have a shield. You know, Captain America, I just got done watching Captain America. He's, that shield is awesome. If there was ever a message on a shield, I need a Captain America shield. Man, that shield is awesome. That withstands bullets, launched rockets, everything. It's just, but it, you know, I was thinking of that. Isn't that reminds me of what God, we have a shield. It comes with unity with God and unity in his church. Acts 17, 26 through 28 says, From one man he created all the nations throughout the whole earth. He decided beforehand when they should rise and fall. He determined their boundaries. His purpose was for the nations to seek after God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him, though he is not far from any of us. For in him we live, we move, and exist. And same, or as some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. We are all made from one common source. God, one blood, the blood of Christ. The same blood flows through each one of us as we have accepted him. You see, I may not know everybody personally from church all the time. You know, as you come here longer, I'll, you know, I'll get to know you. Sometimes my family knows I'm awesome with names. I can remember Chip's name because it's easy. Chip. I like that. There's, there's times I'm just, uh, I'm, you know... God's helping me. Let's just say that. I'll just speak that. He's helping me, but that has not been my strongest suit in the past. But we have one father, one blood. We live in one nation under God. We are one people, and we will not. We have to determine not to let the enemy divide us, not divide our families, not divide our church, not divide our city, not divide our country and our nation. The power of one. Everybody say one. Look at verse 27 of that same chapter. His purpose was for the nations to seek after God and perhaps feel their way toward him. Now, we just read that and find him, though he is not far from any of us. God has a purpose. He wants to be next to you. And God doesn't hurt people to teach them a lesson. So if that's your theology, well, I know God's trying to teach me something. God doesn't put pain and suffering on you to teach you anything. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, God says all things can work out together for good or will work out for good for them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Romans eight twenty eight it doesn't say all things are good. Now, maybe there's some things that have happened because you've allowed things to happen. You can make it work out for your good because you can figure out that's not good. I don't want to do that no more. But God doesn't. He's not a mean, bad God. You're his creation. He gave you your personality. We all have different ones. Last night we were at the popcorn festival, and I don't know what the band's name was, but you know there was that. They're famous for the song "Don't Tell Me No Lies, Keep Your Hands to Yourself" or something like that. And uh, 
that wasn't what they were playing. They, they just said, come on, everybody, clap your hands. And, you know, we were just standing in the street, and we had only been there a couple minutes, and we're only going to stay a couple minutes. Rick and Char were up there, and they started the thump of the drum. And so I started doing that, and Kim's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and Char said, well, we pastor's about to, you know, how about Justin? And Justin just gave that look and started, and I was like, no. It's a, We've got we've got personalities, but him and I, man, we match a lot in a lot of stuff. I was like, yes, I'm not the only one that's going pull him back. You may be saying this. Nobody cares about me. Nobody listens to me. My life isn't as important as so and so or whatever. I can't change the world. I'm I'm just one. Can I help you just a little bit? One is. So important. One can be many, as we talked about with those bags of chips. Our our next thought and last one, I think, for today is it's time to change. You may not be able to change what's happening around us, but we can change what's happening in us. You can change how you respond to what's happening in you, which inevitably will change some of the atmosphere around you. So if you change what's happening in you, it'll change what's coming out of you. As a man thinks in his heart, the Bible says, so is he. Out of the abundance, he speaks. So if we're not doing the right things or we're not focusing on the right things, then we're not doing or we're not being the... uh, The potential that God has created you to be. Sometimes we receive things because we have decided. Come on. We've decided, well, this is just my lot in life. This is all it's going to get for me. And God says, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. My mother's here today. My father, they just moved back. And so they're going to be members of TLC. And they're here today. And so give them a shout out there in the back back there. (laughs) My mom is totally awesome. My mom does not, now I'm telling you, you've heard this story before, but she does not care if people are going, well, you know, I played in fifth grade, they had flag football, flag football. I like tackle football, and all the guys grunt. So I like tackle football. Sometimes if you play flag football, don't we do this? We tackle them, then we rip their flag off and go, sorry. Because if you're a dude, sometimes that's just what you do. It doesn't make it right, but you know. Anyway, we're playing flag football, fifth grade, fifth grade, where George Washington School used to be. And here we are, and everybody in the, I mean, all the parents are there because it's flag football, and we're playing, and we're doing, we played for Vernon Elementary, they've already tore the school down. Anyway, so we're playing football, and everybody's cheering and shouting and then everybody gets quiet and and then here it comes out of nowhere comes this shrill loud voice go vernon have you ever seen the ghost in mr chicken and you see that one you hear that one guy going boy, luther somehow in some lifetime that's got to be a distant relative i'm just saying So she's like, she keeps doing that through the whole game. It's not when everybody else is cheering. It's when everybody's quiet and the one voice, go. I remember being in the huddle and and the guys are in the huddle. Now we're in the huddle and the guy goes, whose mother is that? 
And this is what I said. I have no idea. Because it was just at the wrong time. And then, of course, they're going to see me walk away with her. But, you know, she didn't care. Because I'm her boy. And in her mind, I'm going to cheer. Now, I'm like, I don't care if you cheer, but could you do it when everybody else is doing it? But she didn't do it that way. But you know what? I wouldn't take it back now because, number one, it makes a good story. (laughs) But my point is this. Sometimes I feel like God is like my mother trying to get our attention. And we're not listening. I don't want to hear what he's got to say. I don't want to even acknowledge that he's trying to speak to me. I just want to be in the huddle with everybody else. Can I say some of you need to bust out of the huddle? Because God's got a play for you to run, but you've got to listen. Because he's got one voice. He doesn't need anybody to talk for him. He wants to talk and he wants you to listen. And we have to be in unity with that so that we hear that one voice. Turn to your neighbor and say, one is so important. I'm telling you, we are one team, one voice. We can change our city because we need to stay kingdom minded. God has his ways and they're much better than ours. See, one individual can't change the whole world, but as one individual, we can change our world. Think about that. You can change the atmosphere of your house. You can change what you've been saying. You can change how you've been thinking. You can change what you've been speaking. You can change how you've been acting. You can start changing things in your own home. Change things in your own life. I don't spend any time with God. Change it. If each one, now think about this. Nehemiah built the wall. Remember the walls that came down? He built that wall. They said it, it couldn't be done. He did it in 52 days. Record time because each one focused on what was important and in front of them. You do this part of the wall. I'll do that part of the wall. You do this part. I'll do that part. Come on, put that sword in one side. Work with this other hand. You got this. I'm telling you, you got to start saying, quit trying to focus on this. It'll overwhelm you. Focus on the one thing in front of you. Paul said, this one thing I do, this one thing, you got to do this right. Quit trying to do everything else. Get you right and then work from there. I got to work on me. And if I work on me, you know, there's times I find out where I found out last week. Woo, I need some work. So I got to work on that. Acts 2 in the Bible says they were in one accord. That wasn't a Honda. They were in one accord. They were together. Accord's not going to fit that many people. Now think about this. Jesus, the Bible says that he appeared to over 500 people after he was killed and buried. Over 500. And said, hey, here's what's going to happen. I got to go, but you guys need to get into this room. Get together. 120 said, I'm in. 380 said, yeah, yeah. The Browns might be playing. The Buckeyes might be on. I don't know what the reason was. But boy, that 120 have turned everything upside down because they were listening to one. Well, if you're going to listen to somebody, you better listen to someone that's got the authority. (laughs) 
Oh my. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whose mother is it? I don't know. Ushers, but you can get better than that. <laughs> but they were in one mind, one accord, and the whole church, the modern day church, was birthed out of that event. The people that probably thought, I don't know, I feel I'm supposed to go. Has God ever told you something? He's, I don't know, but I feel he's talking to me. I got to do this. You better listen to that one voice. Because if you can get in one with God, there's nothing. There's no demon in hell can stop you. The Tower of Babel's gone. It was built out of flesh. But yet the gates of hell have tried to come against the church. And it still rises. What you do in the flesh, you got to maintain in the flesh. Do you hear that? What you do in the flesh, you got to maintain in the flesh. It won't last. But what is birthed in the spirit has to bow. The natural has to bow to what is birthed in the spirit. What is birthed in the spirit will override the natural. The natural has to bow. That's how we call things that are not as though they are. That's how we do that. Mark eleven twenty two and 24. We pray. That's in Matthew. It says you have the keys to the kingdom. It happens because we come together as one. We come together in agreement. The power of being in agreement. Brett, I don't know. I don't, I don't have anybody to agree with me. God will be your agreement. Line up with the word of God and you can't get any better than that. But there's some things that people are praying for. And I'm just telling you, I remember Jesse preaching one time. He said, I'll be your two. I'll be your two. Because if God said it, let me get on an agreement with that. I'll be your two. You got to start understanding that agreement, that unity, the, the power of one. We look at one and we think it's just me. I grew up with this cartoon character. Underdog. Anybody remember that? <laughs> it's just little old me. Underdog. The unity in Acts 2 is still going strong. Psalm 3, 3 says, But you, O Lord, are a shield around me. You are my glory, the one who holds my head high. The shield that God gives you is the shield of prayer. The shield, remember that Captain America shield. The shield of the blood of Jesus. The shield, the hand of the Lord. The shield of protection of angels. You have that gift. You have that power given to you by God Almighty. Every time we leave our house, every time we leave our house... Every time we leave our house, she will grab my hand or I will grab hers and we will plead the blood of Jesus and pray angels around our house. Every time people would say, well, that's excessive. Say whatever you want. It won't change what I'm doing because, listen, I know what that says. And I know if I dispatch and I put God around that. We taught our kids how to pray. We gathered them around the bed every night before they went to bed. And people have asked, how did you do that? And I'm going to tell you. When they had to go to bed, the earliest one had to go to bed. That's when we did our family night prayer. We all gathered around the bed and they went from youngest to oldest. I got to pray last, obviously. And we met, you know, Maddie, she didn't want to pray in the beginning because she was a kid. She's like, I don't want to pray. Well, I, didn't, I said, I don't care what you say if you just say thanks, God. I'm good with that. But you're going to pray or we're going to sit here on our knees until you're done. And sometimes the kids are like, oh, dear Jesus. 
Jesus wept. Maddie, please pray. And she finally, she'd pray, and then it'd go to Sam. Then it would go to Zach, and then it would go to Mal. And they all prayed different. Sam was very authoritative. Sam was, thank you, God. Because Sam would play when he was little. He'd just pop in the room and go, I'm dad. You know, and he would, he would, you know, so it was really honored whether he would do that. Zach would pray. Zach would pray every night. Father, I thank you, God, that you, I command angels right now to go around the property and to be on the woods and all that. And I could just see angels in heaven going, doggone, that kid would duty again. Because he prayed that every night. And then Mal was always praying. Hers were always really flowery and kind of like Anne of Green Gables. And, oh, Father, thank you for the flowers in the field. And thank you that you helped us and my friends at school. And thank you for, you know, and Zach would be like, jeez. Then Kim would pray and then I would end it up. But what I'm saying is, what I'm teaching them is one. We did our devotion at the evening supper meal because it was hard to get together for breakfast and all that because kids are running late for school and whatever we were doing. So we did it at the, and we had different ways that we, you know, Maddie, you got the book and then we did all that stuff. Why? Because one voice. We'd call a family meeting. Sometimes the kids would be like, oh, no family meeting. They lived through it. We wanted to say, here's what we need to change, or here's what we want to do on vacation. We want, you know, this, and we wanted you guys, because we wanted to have that voice of all together. One, together, unity. Turn to your neighbor again and say, one. You don't have to fear. Second Corinthians 10, 4, we use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. Ephesians 6.16 says, in addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Now, again, if you can't picture a shield, just picture Captain America. That's a modern-day shield, but that shield would stop anything. When you pray, listen to me, and we'll finish this thing out. That shield is not just for you. As a father, I represent, now listen, I represent the family, my family. God is holding me accountable for my family, under my jurisdiction, under my authority. So when I'm praying, that shield isn't just for me. It is for my kids. It's for my wife. It's for my co-workers. It's for my family. It's for my extended family. It's for my church. It's for my friends. Because I'm in agreement. I'm praying for things to happen with them. Scott and Andy just signed on their house. They closed Friday. Yes. And there was things that was just like, all of a sudden the enemy was trying to put a wrenching that so they just said pray i don't know all the details i said you got it we're on it and we just prayed they closed friday i said you you know how's it going he said been here since two cleaning they're in and i'm telling you god answers prayer plead the blood your influence and authority dispatch angels God will see you through. How many believe in the power of one? Remember the story of the, the star, the, what are those called? Star, I was about starships. Yeah, those starfish. They would wash up on the shore and this little boy was picking them up. They were everywhere. I just told this, but just for those that didn't hear it. And he was throwing them back into the ocean. The tide had brought them in. And there's an old man sitting there, and he said, you know, you're never going to 
get them all. That won't make any difference. And the little boy, think of this, held the one fish up and said, it'll make a difference to this one. And he threw it back and he picked up another one. It'll matter to this one. Is there anybody counting on you? Your children? Your family? There's such power in one. Some of the things that we experience now, it's just a matter of a couple tweaks and you can change the atmosphere of your house. You can change how things are, you know, sometimes it takes a little while to turn a ship, you know, doesn't it? So this is what happens because we live in a society wants everything like that. So we start speaking, right? And as soon as we get home within the next day or two, if it doesn't change, then, well, that didn't work. Well, no, you, you got to keep doing that. Consistent behavior, consistent, God, let me do, tell me what you want me to do. You know, I'm, I'm believing God, I'm, I'm on my way to getting 45 pounds off. But can I just say, it hasn't been easy. And I would have loved to have had a pill and click my fingers or been tink a tink a tink or bing 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 you know and just wake up and go da 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 doesn't happen like that because you know there have been years where I was just grabbing trays of lasagna so it doesn't come off overnight knowing that then I have to put things in place so I have to get my mind set on what God wants me to do. And when I get my mind set, then things begin to happen. Things start moving in the right direction. The momentum starts. I'm here to give you some hope this morning. No matter what it is, God has got a plan for you. He's got a purpose for you. And things are about to change in your favor if you'll just listen. Put your mind with his and be of one mind and one accord. Bow your heads, please.